Today on CityCast Denver. Let me sum up the past week in Douglas County. Thousands of teachers in the streets, school board members meeting secretly, possibly against the law. And now the superintendent, a 26-year veteran of the district, has been fired. And I'll say this, it's not about me, even though unfortunately tonight we're talking about me. Colorado Newsline reporter Chase Woodruff was on the ground covering the story last week, and he joins me to break down the school board's tug of war over mask mandates and equity in the classroom. Today is Monday, February 7th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Chase Woodruff, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thanks for having me again. Chase, can you explain what is going on in Douglas County right now? Um, Yeah, so on Friday night in a kind of tense and hours-long board meeting, the Douglas County School Board voted 4-3 to to fire its superintendent. I'm obviously a very emphatic no. Um, I knew this would be a 4-3 vote um, when we started this evening, and I knew we were going to lose a superintendent who will always hold a place in the Hall of Fame as one of our most beloved leaders. And this all kind of cropped up really over the course of a week. The minority on the school board, they had kind of raised the alarm about, you know, what they sort of uh, described as an illegal plot to oust the superintendent um, in violation of Colorado open meetings laws and some of the district's own personnel policies. And um, they, they raised the alarm. They said the conservative majority on the school board is moving forward with firing the superintendent to go in a different direction. And then on Friday night, um, it, it all came to pass. And what you're doing tonight is horrific. I've never seen anything in our district like it, including those years, several years ago, that we always refer to as the dark ages. You have just activated the dark ages for this district. So congratulations. My vote is a no. And in really pretty chaotic and dramatic fashion, uh, this vote to fire Corey Wise uh, happened again on a four to three vote. Measure is passed, four to three. And audience, please do not react. Let's go back to the beginning because this particular segment of the drama happened over just a week, which is not a lot of time. But this is a longer, bigger picture conversation about Douglas County, in particular the school district. Um, so where do you think this story really started? So, I mean, one, one place to start is the Douglas County School Board has kind of flipped back and forth between sort of a more conservative, pro-reform uh, majority and a more progressive sort of teachers union-backed majority. It's flipped uh, a couple times in recent elections. The most recent time was just a few months ago. Most school board races went to candidates backed by teachers unions. In Douglas County, however, four conservative candidates will flip the makeup of the board and have declared victory. They had campaigned on... Um, you know, a lot of what they called parent choice, which was um, opposition to mask mandates was a big part of it and sort of in, in general sort of opposition to COVID protocols at schools and closures and whatnot. Um, also a big undercurrent of um, or, or a big current of opposition to what they called critical race theory influence in terms of um, some of the curricula in DCSD and in particular an equity policy that was passed 
um, by the previous board in March 2021. Let's dig in a little deeper on that equity policy because we covered it on the show last year and I know you've reported on the debate around critical race theory. Where do you see the connections here? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, when it comes to Douglas County, it has been interesting to see sort of these four new conservative board members, how they talk about it has, has kind of differed depending on the venue and and at what stage in this process is. I think, uh, you know, on the campaign trail um, last year, you heard them giving a lot of you know, interviews with Fox News and really kind of crusading against, you know, identifying critical race theory as an influence in this equity policy and, and in, in DCSD more broadly and, and talking about adult ideologies infecting the classroom and personal politics. And I think I'm not sure that, the you know, the words critical race theory have been you know uttered by these board members in recent school board meetings. They have kind of modulated their opposition to this policy in a lot of ways. And in, in fact, they passed a resolution at the end of January, sort of clearing the way for changes to be made. They are pretty adamant that this is not a repeal of the equity policy. They just want to see it reflect some more you know, principles that they have laid out. Some of the language they use is that the equity policy is too focused on, quote, group identities. And they want to see more, uh, you know, as they put it, emphasis on individuals as opposed to what they call group identities. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board, because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone, and there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So what happened at the beginning of last week that really sparked this situation? The effort to... to fire Superintendent Wise was revealed kind of somewhat dramatically in a public meeting held last Monday night. President Peterson informed me that he had met with, uh, along with Christy Williams uh, that morning with Superintendent Wise and had given him the option to resign or let him know that the board would be moving forward with termination. David Ray, who's one of the, the school board members, he described it as an unauthorized ultimatum, which um, involved uh, two of the conservative members going to Superintendent Wise and essentially saying, you know, you can resign by the middle of next week or we're going to begin the process of, of termination. And that clearly upset a lot of people in Douglas County, including students, parents, and 1,500 teachers who called in sick on Thursday in protest. And many of them were on the streets outside of the district's headquarters. And I know that you spoke to a couple of them. What did you see and hear out there? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I saw an awful lot of people. I saw uh, it was it was difficult to park in uh, in down in Castle Rock and and kind of trudge everybody trudging their way through the lots of snow and twenty degree uh, temperatures towards um, DCSD headquarters in Castle Rock. And yeah, um, uh, uh, you know, for a few hours, folks rallied out there. Lots of uh, lots of teachers, lots of parents, lots of students showing. Mostly, I think the message was at that point a, a, a lot of support for Superintendent Corey Wise in opposition to um, getting rid of him, as transpired a, a day later. And you know, especially as we talked about, kind of the the seesawing back and forth between these conservative and progressive majorities. They uh, they talk about you know, not wanting to go backwards. And, and they feel like the district has been going in the right direction over the last four years in terms of those things and don't want to see things go in a different direction as, you know, w- with the, the firing of, of Superintendent Wise, you know, appears to be the case. And that's kind of how we ended up with this Friday night school district meeting that was like live stream that people were watching and live tweeting. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, uh, as the meeting began, I think that the liberal members did, they, they expressed appreciation, you know, thank you for calling this and doing it in a public setting. And, and I think that's what they, they wanted all along. And, um, it was, it was a bit of a chaotic scene from there. Just to bring it back, this is I appreciate Becky, but this is not a debate over okay. is Becky nice or not. I know she is. It wasn't my question. I, I mean, I'm I, just I might ask for a, a motion on unanimous consent that Becky is a good person and is trying. <laughs> um, but 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 we are getting. What did you What did you see in watching this that maybe seemed atypical for a school board meeting? Well, you know, I mean, in watching it, it was hard not to think back to. I think that one of the the big campaign ads that the kids first committee who elected these uh, that was the slate that elected these four conservative members. Members, they put out a campaign ad uh, ahead of the election last year, uh, and its title was Bring Boring Back to School Board Meetings. (laughs) Bring Back Boring to School Board Meetings. We have seen a lot of chaos in the boardroom from frustrated parents who have lost trust in the board. The lack of stable leadership and three superintendents in four years does not reflect stability. But not all is lost. With true leaders on the board, we will go the distance to reestablish trust in the school board again. Help us rebuild trust and bring back boring to the boardroom. So it was, um, I think there are a lot of adjectives you could use to describe Friday night's meeting. I don't think boring would be one of them, and I don't think it really lacked chaos. So it was, it was quite something. The responsibility of the seven of us is to determine the best leadership. And with all due respect, if you can come up with nothing better than what happened before you were elected, the problem with leadership is the four of you. Yeah, I would also like a direction. I like the redirection, but I would like the question answered. Who directed this? Did you direct the superintendent? You're voting no for termination. I'm sorry, yes. Mike, that was her vote. You do not get to come in and coerce her into changing her vote. And if she cannot follow what is happening, it is not your responsibility to bring her up to speed. Her vote is no. I am confirming her vote. In the end, who do you think really is is coming out ahead here? Or whose interests do you think this this situation really serves? Certainly in this matter of 
the superintendent's future, the the conservative majority won in this instance. Um, I would say, I think it's fair to say that they struggled to articulate a clear reason in this meeting and a clear rationale for exactly why they wanted to uh, let Superintendent Wise go. Um, they fired him without cause, which is uh, an important, you know, technicality. Um, and, you know, I think they felt like they wanted to go in a different direction and they felt, I think, you know, President Mike Peterson, who was one of the new members, said that he had had lost trust in superintendent wise and didn't feel like he was the the person to sort of carry out this, this new board's vision. And, and, you know, now superintendent wise is gone and there will be presumably a new superintendent at some point. And, you know, that will be up to the conservative majority to select that person and have their sort of vision for the district uh, carried out over the next several years. Well, Chase Woodruff, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Oh, boy. Who would have known we'd be talking about school? Doug Co. school districts on... I swear to God, five minutes ago, I was like a climate change reporter. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Some Douglas County students plan to walk out of class today in protest of the school board's decision to fire Wise. CBS4 also reports that one Douglas County graduate says she has already collected 15,000 signatures in support of a recall of the conservative majority board members. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, where today Peyton has an even deeper dive into the Douglas County drama. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.denver.citycast comma just kidding (laughs) okay (laughs) okay